Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. It is September thirtieth. Oh, September thirtieth. That's right. I was a day ahead. I was yeah. already I was already anticipating starting to put the boxes out. <laughs> yeah, you've got a big <laughs> Tomo- job ahead of you. Yeah, tomorrow starts the uh, Toys for Tots campaign, which um that which means that uh, Christmas is probably only ninety less than it's ninety less days. Less than ninety away. days, yeah. Yeah. Oh. So hey, if you if you're out there and you're you see a Toys for Tots box, please, by all means, throw a little gift in there because there are needy children around the world. I don't know if we're around the world, but there are needy children across the United States that um, benefit from from your donations. And fortunately enough, last year in my county, I'm a, I'm a coordinator for my county. Last year in my county, we gave away 30,082 toys to 6,850 children. Wow. Yeah, it comes out to it came out to like four point something toys per child, and that's not counting stuffed animals and stocking stuffers and all. No, that and I stuff. guess you have to look at everything and see: is this for a boy or for a girl, or is it generic? We break it down by we break it down by age and gender, and um, the the generic ones we kind of fill where you know, like babies are easy generic right. because boys and you know babies. The only difference is pink and blue. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, and if they're not pink and blue, then they can go on either side. Right. Um, Yellow. And, yeah, and, and we just build it that way. I mean, we, you know, and um, we've been pretty successful with helping thousands of children in our in our county. And, and when you look around and, and where we live, you wouldn't think that there would be a need. Right. You know, and, and so that just goes to show you that it's it's everywhere. People are struggling everywhere. I mean, the you know the economy is getting better. The you know people are buying homes and you know money's being spent, but there are still people who are struggling. Oh, and there are a lot of people them. who are suffering. Yeah, yeah, we forget about them. So on to addiction. I guess that would kind of look. There would be a segue because like people <laughs> people who struggle find relief in. Substances, I guess you know. There's, there's a lot of. We live in. I, I live in a pretty safe city. Right. So do I. The city right next door is one of the worst is in Florida, worst if not the, the country. And it's yeah, and it's crazy because they 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 border one of the safest cities, which is mine. Yeah. It's kind of weird. In the same county. Even. And 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 it, and it holds that line. It doesn't bleed. You know. Yeah, I know. Hopefully, it, the good is pushing into the other city. But, um, you know, those are the people that we service as well with with toys, right. for, toys for Tots. And I'll tell you, the struggle that they have, that they experience outside their door, they are generally uh, grateful for what it is that we, how we can help them with Christmas. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I was reading a study about, Homelessness in the county that I live in, which is relatively small, right? They did some kind of an unofficial head count and said it was three hundred people. Huh. Well, I mean, still. I mean, well, that, but there are other people who say it's more like around seven hundred. You know, probably. That's, where are yeah. they? Where are they? Where are they living? 
Where are they? They in, kind of have to hide. In the woods. Yeah. yeah. And they, they move around. Yeah. They'll get kicked out of one spot and go to another. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a huge homeless population in uh, St. Petersburg. They it, live under it's just and, getting yeah. worse and worse. And I think it's because of the warm weather. I think right. they come down, you know, like now we'll start seeing more people on corners with cans because it's getting colder up north, or it will be soon. Well, I was talking to a guy the other day, and he's an alcoholic, but he's not drinking. He's been working, mm-hmm. but he doesn't make enough. And, he, you know, of course, he has a criminal record. Right. He doesn't make enough, and he has a criminal record. He cannot get a rental. You know, it's $60 a day. That's barely yeah, right. enough he's, to he's feed himself. He's not going to catch 22. Yes. You know, he wants to do the right thing, but he can't because of his past. Yeah. And that's the, that's the only, I don't want to say the only, but that's one of the major drawbacks of people who come out of active alcoholism and addiction. People aren't willing to give them a shot. They don't a, give them a, a chance. And, no. and those people, I can guarantee you, I mean, I know, I rub elbows with them uh, all my life, basically, I've rubbed el- elbows with either an alco- active alcoholic, active ad- addict, and and in recovery, those people come out of the storm that much more solid and that much more determined to prove er- prove to everyone that they're they're a worthwhile human being. So they are the people and veterans. They are the people that you could probably rely on if you have something in your mind saying, well. This person used to be an addict, so I'm not going to hire him because I know he's going to steal out of my register. No, that's, no. no, lose lose that um, image of, of, of who we are because uh, before I met you, you, you would never have known. Never. You know what I mean? And even never today, in a million years sort of guessed it. I, you have to take my word for it. Right. And that's it. My actions don't show who I was. You have to take my word for it. And, and with addicts and alcoholics, that's the same thing. The only bad thing is, M, she, she struggled because of what right. was written on paper behind her. Right. You know, and, and that's... It makes it very difficult to get yeah. a job, mm-hmm. to rent an apartment. Yep. Even if you have the money, which, you know, a lot of them don't, yeah. and, and don't make enough to even rent a room. And, you know, there's nowhere... That will, you know, there should be shelters. There should be places for them to go where they, you know, they have shelter and showers. Right. You know, that's the other thing. This poor guy, he's like, you know, I smell bad. I don't have nice clothes. Right. Nobody's but Nobody wants to hire me except for, he, like, handyman stuff. Is he stuff. my size? We can give him my suit. <laughs> um, no, he's kind of skinny. Oh yeah, well yeah, I guess he's been he's outside. Kind of on the skinny but, side. I mean, there are there are the quote unquote sober living environments, but you know, I, I think I think you get trapped in those as well. And you know, I I, I I commend an individual who chooses to fight the battle on the street right. than to cave and be stuck in something that you'll never be able to get out of. Yeah, and I think you know? sometimes those places lead back to well, that's what addiction. I mean. It's right in your face. I mean, yeah. I comm- like I'm saying, I commend somebody who's sleeping outside, and um, their constitution is staying clean right. or sober. Wherein you move into one of those houses, and it's who 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 knows? Right. Yeah. There yeah. there is a lot of group relapse. I think, unfortunately, yeah. because it's right there, and just makes it easy. Yeah. 
And it's it's very, very unfortunate. You know, I, I talked to him for a long time and I felt really, really, really bad about what he's having to live through and how he's having to live and how, you know, I see how hard he's trying. Yeah. And it's very sad. And he's been on the streets for 10 years. You know, and, and the, the sad thing about it is, is that everybody and anybody would be willing to go to bat. And I mean, anybody who has experienced an active addict, active alcoholic or a family member would be willing to go vouch for this individual. But that's not how you get employment. Right. You know what I mean? You need to hire this guy because I said so. Okay, both of you, scram. him. Well, he really needs a place to live first. That's the unfortunate yeah. thing, so that you can get cleaned up and yeah. have regular meals and all of those things that you you know you need to look like a normal person. Yeah, and he's not a veteran. No. Yeah. So I mean, that, some of them that would open are. Some doors. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes, and generally, it's temporary from the experiences that I've had. Well, you know, I mean, and, and, and maybe that sometimes that's the benefit of going to 12-step meetings because you get to show people who you are and you get to listen and hear. Like there may be somebody who's looking for something that he has the skills for, even well, if that's it's true. just cutting grass. That's true. And if he's in a meeting, he can say, hey, I, I cut grass. Yeah. I'm look, I'm look, and I'm looking for a job. So, yeah, yeah. sure. And and so so that's the benefit of uh, one of the benefits of going to a meeting. Uh, you know, you get you get you can get so much more out of it. But in a roundabout way, I, I'm not saying that you know going to a 12-step meeting you're gonna find a house and a job. There's no guarantee because some people are sicker than others, and a lot of them find 12-step rooms. Right. You know, but. Um, it gives you a little bit more opportunity. It opens another door. Right. There's some networking that can go on and right. and people who are going to be willing to give you assistance because they know where you've been and they know where you are now or where you're trying to get. And I think, you know, having that community to back you up and to give you assistance when they can is very, very, very helpful. There's a group here called Tent City Helpers that was actually started by a little girl who was riding the bus with another kid, and the kid got off the bus and walked into the woods. The next time she saw her, she said, why did you walk into the woods? And she said, I was going home. And she was literally going to a homeless camp. I mean, oh, yeah? the bus stopped. There there was a, a big tent city for years until they sold the land and the people got kicked off. There was a huge tent city, and the bus stopped there. Oh, no kidding. Yes, and where was this? It was behind the Walmart in Stewart. Oh, wow. But they saw the land and they kicked them off. And, yeah, I guess it, it worked pretty well. I don't know. They must have policed themselves to some degree to be yeah. able to stay there for that long. And the, and the person that owned the land didn't mind. Hmm. But and that's the, too bad. So now all of those people are displaced at this yeah, point. They were displaced. Can't go back to school or. Right. I mean, I thought you needed an address to. I guess you can have a post office box. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, right. That that makes sense. That yeah, makes sense. Maybe and, they can get a post office box. And all the kids box. use the post office right. box. Yeah. But it's still it's it's uh it's terribly sad that that we don't do enough to help people. Right. And that right. That bothers me. It's it's normally the churches. You know, I know the churches mm-hmm. here also do one meal. You know, they there's one meal a day that these people can have if they can get there, 
at one church somewhere every single day. Oh, yeah, though, there's a network because I spoke to somebody, of, you know, referencing back to Toys for Tots, somebody sent me an email about asking how they sign up the individuals that come through, and, and it's uh, their turn is the last Wednesday of every month, mm-hmm. and there's other churches that do it, you know, on all the other days as right. well. Exactly. But this church's turn is is the last Wednesday, and I, and I think that I think that's great because it gets a community involved, right, with with feeding the needy, and um, you know I think it gives the individual who is coming for the uh, assistance. The ability to trust the individual that's handing that to them. Right. Because there's a lot of people, when I was out on the street, I didn't trust people. I only trusted my core five. Right. You know, and, and that would fluctuate to three and seven and depending on who died that week. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, so I, I, I get it. And, and, and I, 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 there are people who look down on the individual that is there. Looking for the handout. I don't oh, want to yes. say handout. I hate that word. I hate those two words together. Looking for assistance. Right. But I went last month. I went to the um, uh, Treasure Coast Food Bank. Mm-hmm. Incredible in there. Right. It the really is. The stuff that they have, the stuff that they send out, the stuff that they take in, which is donated, and the stuff that they put back out on the street. Right. There was a warehouse full of a uh, uh, 11,000 square foot warehouse full of stuff. And she said, we'll have this turned around in two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Stocked back again. That is amazing. That's just for Treasure. That's just yeah. for the Treasure Coast. She said there's 14 of them in the state. Wow. So it's, you know, it's not in every single county. But she said that, you know, like the Gold Coast, Treasure Coast, all the different coasts that we have in Florida cover the majority of the area. You know, yeah, and in the inner, inner I, I have friends that volunteer there. Yeah, and it does seem like a really good organization. And you can go eat on. I forget what day it was, but they have a kitchen that's open. Is it Sarah's kitchen? Maybe. Anyway, whatever it is, you can go eat. And she said to me, she said, you know, you can go have lunch there if you want. She says, you you go in, you have lunch. A lot of, a lot of guys that that cut grass go in there and have a nice hot meal. Right. And they donate seven dollars, and right. they don't. So, so that's how they generate money as well. So, the awesome thing is, is that not only is the individual getting help, you're helping the people that are helping the people by going there and eating. Oh, that's yeah. a nice thing to yeah, know. It's, it's, it's. I'm gonna. I'll find out about it, and I'll tell you because that I, I, I have to reach out to them for toys for tots anyway. And she told me, and I was kind of really like mesmerized by what they do. And I didn't really hear what she was saying. Right. You know, I mean, I was blown away by, I bought a bowl that um, a homeless child made. Uh, I still have it. I eat cereal out of it and stuff. But every time I look, it reminds me that the $20 that I paid for that bowl, which was probably worth three, it went for a good cause. Right. You know, and it reminded me that that I did the right thing and and helped somebody. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, And. to be able to turn that around from where you were to being the one that's helping to be is able such, to give back. such yeah. a gift. Yeah. It really is. I don't know that there's much in life that's better than that. No. And, and, and I'm sure that there are days that go by that I take for granted everything that I have. 
Right. My oh. loving family, my, you know, and I take it, I take it for granted because being human, you forget where you come from. Right. You do. Well, fortunately enough, I have that little guy on my shoulder that knocks me in the ear and reminds me on a daily basis. I mean, not, not that today's a good day to get high, but if you forget where you came from, you're entitled to. So I need to absolutely remember my past. And that's why I have the little memories that I have. And look what I moved over in here. The picture of the park bench. Where is it? I don't see it. Right there. Right up behind the behind the Irish. Yeah, behind the Irish. I see it. Yeah. I see it. Your your old home. (laughs) Yeah. I think I told you um, in Asheville in North Carolina. Same thing. People are living on park benches. They nail them down. This is mine. They've got, you know, candles and blankets and pillows, and they go to bed, and everybody's just walking around, going to restaurants. And yeah. It's sad, and I, I was shocked, I blown mean, and, away. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, in small-town USA, I mean, we're considered, I mean, we're, we're bigger than small-town, but, I mean, we're not L.A., we're not New no, York, we're not no. Boston, we're And not even Miami. those places have a terrible problem. And we, and we have a problem. Oh, so, yes. So it's everywhere. It, it truly is. And, and you know, this is supposed to be one of the best cities to visit in the country. Right. And, and they're, they're not doing anything to help these people except letting no. them sleep there. And yeah, and, and, that, and that's the sad thing. I mean, and, and, and you know, it... it it stems all on that on that circle of um, mental illness. Right, it really Addiction does. is on that circle, and you know, all of the other than society's norm is on that circle, and it's so easy just to push that off to the side. Call eight six six four seven two five seven nine two. That's eight six six four seven two five seven nine two with your questions or comments. When Ellen and I return. On the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today, with one thing that has been consistent inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We got the power to change the world. 
is your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And we are back. If you would like to be a guest on the show, if you have something pertaining to addiction or, geez, I mean, we talk about life. Yeah. If you have anything <laughs> pertaining to life uh, that you would like to share with our audience, please, by all means, send me an email at ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. That's ray at miraclesandrecovery.org. Or you can call the hotline, which is 855-STOP-USING, 855-STOP-USING. That is, that is open 24 hours a day. Leave a message and we will get back to you. Now, with that hotline, it's not, you're not calling into the show. You're calling into a – it will ring on my cell phone if I'm not on the air. So if you're looking for treatment, if you're looking to see if you can help save someone's soul – Call that number and we'll try to point you in the right direction. We have a, a worldwide audience. Um, I don't want to say Ireland's in second place <laughs> this week because they're not. Oh, uh, no. What's happening to our Irish friends? Yes. I, oh, they, no, they're still strong. Yeah. But guess who is in second place? India? No. China. Russia. Russia. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, it's a conspiracy. It always astounds me that people understand English well enough to listen to us, well, unless they're know, doing some I, I kind of translation. You know, I've, never, I've never listened, but I'm not sure if you couldn't find, like, a Google translator. Probably. Or something like that, and you can and you can hear it in your parent language. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, it, you know, it, I just think it's great that people are listening, whether it, whether it be live or on demand. Right. You know, and... Uh, our voice is heard around the world. So, you know, if you know the United States code and you can dial it and dial 855 stop using, you will hear my voice on a, on a message saying I'm not available, but I will call you right back and we will help find you whatever it is that you're needing in the area that you're in. I mean, that that's one good thing about uh, addiction is that when you get clean you grab a huge network of people. Even when you're struggling, there's a huge network of people out there that are willing to help. All you need to do is tap into it somehow. Right. Say help to someone who is kind of have a little bit of awareness, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction because if they can't help you, somebody they know can. Definitely. There's always a handout. Yeah. Always if- a handout there that you can grab onto. Yep. And they'll try, you know, they'll help pull you back up. Yeah. And if you're calling in from Idaho, 
I know that I sitting here, Ellen and I sitting here in Florida, won't be able to help you firsthand, but we know individuals that will where you are. Or we will get somebody. We will find somebody. We will find somebody within five miles of your call to be able to reach out and help you. That's that's how it works. That's how people get clean. I mean, I got clean in a in a city where addiction was pretty addiction was pretty rampant, and all it took was me reaching out to one individual, and that seed was planted, and it need and you know about. 47 other seeds needed to be planted, but fortunately enough, one of them grew. And they all ultimately followed. It took months for that garden to start flourishing. But now now I have the knowledge to be able to, you know, assist firsthand or point you in a direction if I can't. If it's something that I haven't experienced yet, I know somebody out there that has, and they'll be able to help you. And there are always people. There are always people. Ready and waiting on both sides. If you're a family member, there are people ready and waiting. I mean, if you need to talk, if you need advice about, you know, rehabs and because there's so many different directions you can go in with those and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, some are better than others and some take insurance and some, you know, you might be able to get scholarshiped or maybe they're, you know, a charitable one. There's, Mm -hmm. There's always somebody who's willing to help. That fits fits your need. Right. If if. If you know how to find us. And, you know, we're here telling you now, you know, there are a lot of us out here who are definitely willing to extend that hand and help. Right. And it's very, very simple. 855-STOP-USING. Right? It's 855-STOP-USING. Call that number if, if you're confused, if you're, if you're looking for help, if you have a loved one that uh, you think may need help, by all means, call that number. And I will get back to you, Ellen or I will get back to you, and we will point you in the right direction. And and that's what it's about. And you're hearing all that yelling in the background, <laughs> those little kids. <laughs> so, um, life, that's what it's about, you know. And I'm grateful for the life that I have today because I used that simple word, help. And help is help is always there. Yeah. Hope it's always there. You know, and and it. I asked for help many times and didn't mean it. But the people that I kept asking help for knew that I didn't mean it, but they were there when I said help. You know, it wasn't like Chicken Little right. where, you know, the sky really fell and I was on my own. They just help and help and help and help and they were there and they were there. I mean, I remember there was a a friend of mine ultimately, you know, he's another one that moved down to uh, out of the snow and he lives on the west coast of uh, Florida and he was in and out and in and out and in and out and in and out and I remember one of of my friends said, when are we going to cut this dude loose? Never. 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 There's always a chance. As long as there's life, there's hope. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, what would have happened if we said, sorry, dude, you got to go, and he died? Right. Yeah. And how would you feel? That's, that's, I think a lot of parents struggle with that because that's kind of how I felt. You know, you get labeled enabler. You're yeah. basically told that you're weak. Um, but if I hadn't helped, I don't know that my daughter would be 
may today. May not, very may not. Well, well not she be. says she wouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah, no, and, and and I truly believe that if I didn't, if I didn't have divine and family intervention, I wouldn't be alive today because, given my own devices, I was slowly killing myself. Right. It, it could have been the following day. Right. You, know? you never know. And no. I know so, so, so many parents that have gotten that call. Yeah. And, you know, some of them do have, you know, ter- this terrible guilt burden because mm-hmm. they threw them out and they wouldn't yeah. talk to them. You know, they the kids would try to contact them and they wouldn't talk to them because they'd had enough. And then also they kind of had been told that, you know, you just need to detach and let them go. And the sad thing is, is those are the parents and loved ones that are giving out the messages today. Yes. Don't give up. Yes. Because, I mean, driven by guilt or whatever, those are the people that are the motivators to have family members embrace the addiction and and try to help that way and not and not shun an addict. Right. I think you it's know. the shunning part. I mean, you don't have to give them money. You don't have to give them a phone unless you want to give them right. a way to get in touch with you. But don't cut them off. No. You know, continue to talk to them. Continue to let them know that you love them. You know, if you see an opportunity to help that you think might make a difference, I always did it. I always yeah. did it. I mean, there were times when I couldn't. You know, she was in jail. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really help then. You know, the only thing I could do is go visit or, yeah. you know, let her call me on the phone and tell me about her day. Talk to some stupid monitor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, but still. I remember once I went. I went over there and and um, all of all the, the the something was wrong and they moved her to the old section. Yes, I right? had I had that experience. So so you're screaming at each other through this thing and I'm like, okay, cool. I get to see her. Yeah. Not only that, but everybody else in a long, long row of people is screaming. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. So I think the video thing is actually better. And I think they're doing, you know, they gave them iPads in some of the jails now so they can talk to you kind of like FaceTime. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll never have to know that. Yes, please. Yeah. (laughs) I've had enough. On either side. Had enough of that for for a lifetime for me. But um, actually, my brother in law is in jail. Oh, and I had been looking for him for months. I, did, you know, and I had started checking jails, but apparently, he was on probation. He yeah. violated. Yeah, um, I'm not he sure. He was clean for a little while, right? I think, but I don't. Okay. you know, yeah. probably in and out. Yeah. Um, the probation thing. I don't. He he said he went out of state on a job and had a wreck, and they found out he was on probation and violated him. My brother, who's a judge, said, uh, no, yeah. not uh, most judges wouldn't have Yeah. if, if he, he just, was truly doing yeah. the right thing and just, you know, made the mistake of going over the state lines. However, right. he, after, he'd been in about nine months, and he got moved to some kind of a, I forget what they call it, but it's a, a drug rehab program, mm-hmm. and they have it in the state of Georgia now. He will be there until March of 2020. Oh, wow. And it's very difficult for him to do anything but write letters. So Is he like on a farm or something? Is it like a, like a work farm type thing? or? He says it's more like boot camp and jail combined. I don't know. It's, you yeah. know I don't think it's going to hurt him, but we did have a really sad situation. He wrote me and he said his dad was 91. Yeah. And he wrote me and he said, I can't get a hold of my dad. Gave me the address and the phone number. I tried calling the phone, go to Fast Busy. 
he gave me a couple of friends that I could contact through Facebook. One of them did a welfare check, mm-hmm. and it turned out he had died on August the 8th. And nobody knew how to get a hold of my brother-in-law and let him know. So yeah. he found out. I think they contacted. He has a sponsor. Oh, and, so you ultimately said where he was, and they were able to get him that way? Yeah. They they talked to his sponsor who brought him in. And, yeah. I, you know, I haven't heard any of the details about what happened. But I just thought that is the saddest, yeah. saddest thing that can happen. Because, you know, a very old man, 91, mm-hmm. died alone. Because my yeah. brother-in-law was the only family he had. Yeah. I mean, he was, he's uh, a, like an ex-half-brother. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, we were, yeah. we, were, we were always very good friends, and I was very concerned because I couldn't find him. That's you know, too bad. He wasn't on Facebook. He wouldn't answer the phone because, obviously, he was in a place where he couldn't, so... Yeah, I those mean, are the and, kind and of difficult situations that, 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 that you get um, into. That happened to Joe with his mother. Really? You know, oh, his really? Mother, he, you know, his his last his last time in jail. His mother said ultimately he could come home because he, you know, he he finally found mm-hmm. recovery. He was, you know, behind the walls of a of a jail, but he finally found recovery. And his mother ultimately said he could come home, and she passed a few days before. He was he was able to go to the they they let him out like a day or two early to go to the funeral, but he missed her by a couple uh, of days. Well, yeah. Well, it just to me, and, it's... and everything wasn't as she said because she wasn't there to say it anymore. Right. So he wasn't allowed back home, and he wasn't. Oh. You know. Oh. So yeah, but I mean, you know, he's he's worked that all out. Yeah, he's okay since. now. He's worked that all out since, but that's that's the thing. I mean, we need to be as families all on the same page with it, right? You know, if Mama Bear says, "Hey, it's it's time to forgive and forget," everybody else needs to do the same thing, whether you like it or not, yes. because ultimately she may not be there. Right. Perfection point. Well, the last thing that he had heard from his dad was, "I need you," and he said he had never said anything like that to him before. I mean, he he actually had gone. They he lived in Kentucky, and he had actually gone and lived there for a while. And I think his dad kicked him out because mm-hmm. he was fighting and using and you know all the stuff that he's a meth head. Yeah. That meth people do. Where's he from? Uh, Georgia. Yeah. Georgia, Atlanta yeah. area. Yeah, that's that's big there. In West Virginia, it's pretty big too. Well, I, I think I think he had gone everywhere. up to more of a country area around Athens and. Oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. got. Really bad there, and it, yeah, it's very bad up there. Yeah, very, he very bad. Huh? Does, does he? Need, oh, he, he's he's tall. <laughs> Still trying to give away that suit. Oh, I know. Forty-four regular. Wink, wink. Um, yeah, if you need a suit for an interview, Ray's got you one. Yeah, yeah. He'll even a, ship it to you. He wants a, to get rid of it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I. It, it's just sitting here. It's not doing me any good. It's too big. It's too big for me. It's too long for me. It's a 44 regular. I should have bought a 44 short, I guess. And, um, well, I put it on. I mean, here we are talking about addiction, and now we're moving into suits. I, hey, it's life. Um, I put it on, and the tailor immediately said to me, Ray, I said, yeah, yeah. He goes, get in there and take that suit. That <laughs> <laughs> was that bad, huh? Yeah. He said, oh, you I was no going to say it couldn't be altered. He said, you have no business having that suit on. Oh. I was like, okay, Cliff. No problem. Always good to know. I have a fashion consultant in my house, too. Yeah. 
But I mean, that's what he does. That's what he's yeah. a, he's a, a tuxedo suit guy. Right. And he looked at me and said, "Yeah, absolutely not." Yeah. Some yeah. some things just don't work. I've yeah. learned that the hard way. Yeah. I bought it for the color. I probably should have used a little more common sense. You know. Well, yeah, try it on first, maybe. Well, I did, but I thought that I was a 44 <laughs> regular. I, I, how do I know? I was always, you know, because y- you get in that uh, mode, a 44 regular is, is some of the sport coats that I have. They're, they're perfectly fine, but a suit is different, I guess. Yeah, I don't know much about men's yeah. suits. I don't think my son's ever had, well, he did have one on once or twice for prom. I think that's about it. Yeah. And he rented them, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were there for the wedding. And I said, hey, can you do suits? And he said, yeah, sure, bring them in. I brought one in, put, I brought them both in. I put that first one on. He goes, yeah, yeah, take it out. <laughs> he said, go put the other one on. I put you the did other get one a on. nice one. I put the other one on. He goes, yeah, not so much. I said, yeah, but Cliff, I need it for five hours. He goes, okay, it'll work. But, yeah, I found out uh, the hard way after buying two suits that I wasn't a 44 regular but that's what we do we put ourselves in that in that mode of just following right. what was told to us before and that's why a lot of um segueing back into addiction that's why a lot of us struggle because we put ourselves we fo- we just follow the path Right. We follow what's laid out for us. This is this is what is expected of us, and this is the path we're going to follow. And that's not necessarily true today. No, definitely not. No. No, you do not have to. There are plenty of ways to go. There's a lot of information out there, mm-hmm. some good, some bad, but you can kind of wade through it, too, or weed through it right. and figure out what works for you. There's yeah. not a right way and a wrong way anymore. There's no. not a one-size-fits-all, and we are learning that. Very quickly with, yeah. you know, what's been happening over the last eh, 20 or so years, I would say. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, I, I think that the the use, the alcohol and drug use has changed substance-wise. It's changed, but the opportunities are, one, that much greater to get it, and two, that much greater to get away from it. Right. Exactly. You know, exactly. and so the opportunities in this in this world that we live in, I would love to go back to the 80s when Friday night we were watching Happy Days and the Partridge Family, or the Brady Bunch and the Partridge Family, right. you know, um, but that's just not where we are. Well, and that wasn't true life either, and I think a lot of people looked at those and went, well, we're not like that, so yeah. I might as well just give up. Right. And there, there is no perfect family of course and if you know if you don't feel supported I think a lot of people and I think a lot of people don't you know there are a lot of divorces that happen and children are kind of shuffled off to the side and a lot of times they do feel right mm-hmm. I don't know abandoned I think a, a yeah, lot I mean, of people had, talk about abandonment yeah, issues we've we've in a crowd mm-hmm. you know what I mean alone in a crowd right you know I, I've I've said it before on on all of the shows that we've ever done that, you know, I would walk into a room of 400 people and I could be the only one there. Because you felt like you were different. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it was, uh, reinforced when I was in school that I was different. Right. You know, I was, 
I was the the kid that couldn't sit still. Yeah, I you're... was the kid that, and it was reinforced. So of course, when you go home and you're in your family environment, um, it's easier to keep that in your mind that you're different. Right, and it, and you know, I guess it's hard. Both of my children suffered with ADD and ADHD, mm-hmm. and it's hard to support them. You know, with what they need as far as schooling and, and right. stuff. So they, you know, sports are helpful because if you can kind yeah. of go down that avenue, maybe you don't feel yep. quite so mm-hmm. different or outcast. But, you know, for the kids that don't have that kind of talent, it must be really awful. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt that way a lot, too. But, I, you know, I was very supported. You know, my parents were very supportive. So my life wasn't that bad you know I had a good family but you know if I hadn't gosh I don't know what would have happened to me I was a very good student and you know I didn't get in trouble in school well until I was in high school but yeah everybody everybody gets in trouble (laughs) everybody experienced well they were a lot stricter well not really actually they weren't as strict back then they let us smoke Um, you could get away with skipping school you could drive your car there with a gun in it nobody cared it's a, a very different world now with, with the controls that we have, and we still, still have these issues, and it's just, it, it's strange to me that we have so much control and yet less, because there's so much more availability of things that you can do to maybe blunt those feelings that are bothering you so much, especially as a child, and you don't understand them. Right, so if you're, if you're struggling with that or anything else you would like to share with our audience i mean we have a we have an awesome audience we have an awesome uh you know the numbers stay consistent in the united states get you know give or take five or six somebody you know who, who knows somebody might be watching uh the know, game the, uh, <laughs> a game right the bruins might be on or or the yankees may win the world series this year i just put that out there as uh um but um you know, call 866-472-5792 and share with us your struggles. Share with us your concerns. Share with us how you have been able to get over the hump and have had the opportunity to be able to help another individual. You know, it's not just our voice saying we're here to help. This is your show. This is your voice. Call us at 866-472-5792 when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Healthcare has been a major part of news stories today with one thing that has been consistent, inconsistency. Both healthcare providers and patients have to work around and get used to a constantly changing set of rules and issues. Nurses have historically been left out of this decision-making. Listen to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. Health professionals, we invite you to share your ideas and experiences while listening to experts in various areas of nursing. Listen Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. When a woman is diagnosed with breast cancer, it's probably the most frightening thing that's ever happened to her. Friends and family often don't know what to do for support, not to mention the patient herself. That's where Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio comes in. Join Becky Olson, breast cancer survivor and advocate. She helps by providing inspiration, information, and most of all, hope. 
Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. your health where you think it should be? If you're like most people, the answer is probably not. Where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track? The answers start on Occupy Health. Each week, host Dr. Susan Downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider. You'll want to plan for your optimal health with Occupy Health. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Hey, why don't you t- why don't you take a minute and share with um, loved ones how they can break away with love, like you had to, and 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 give them kind of a map of what it is that you did. And you know, we're not. This isn't a, a unique science that we're coming no. up with. We're just following the lead of others before us. So maybe you can share with someone who is at that point of need. And, and to be able to follow the path that you did. Yeah, it, for me, and it took many, many, many years of ups and downs. You know, I initially didn't know what I was up against. Mm-hmm. And I did everything really the wrong way. You know, I thought rehab was going to be the solution. So I sent her to the best one that I we knew of. We all did, of. I think. Yeah. That's the lie. Yeah, and, and it wasn't in yeah. any way. I mean, she basically got kicked out. And, you know, after that, it was a multitude of different Types of treatment venues, you know, from and and you and you could probably probably go into any twelve step meeting and ask that question. How many people were thrown out of their first rehab? And I would guarantee <laughs> you that that the room would just go yep. and all the hands would go up in the air. Yep. You know? Or they escaped and you yeah. know went out on their own. There was a lot of that too. I mean, she yeah. she got thrown out and escaped from several. Um, I tried sending her all over the country. She spent about six months in California getting in trouble off and on. But what I eventually had to do was just back off. I helped when I felt like it would it would help. Mm-hmm. Um, I always communicated. Well, there was one very dark period where I had thrown her out because everybody told me that's what I needed to do. I didn't know where she was. I had turned off her phone because I was mad that I was paying for it, and I couldn't contact her. I had no idea mm-hmm. where she was, what she was doing. Uh, ultimately, she got arrested, and that's how she found me again. But for me, you know, long story short, what I had to do was just back off. I stopped right. actively helping and started just sitting back and doing my own thing, living my own life. and Taking not, care of you. Yes, not obsessing about her anymore. How did you find out how to take care of you, though? Well, I don't know that I still know how to take care of me. But <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I guess none of us really do, and I think that's, that's what I, keeps us going forward. I didn't consciously do that. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time in the 12-step programs for, you know, 
families of addicts and alcoholics. Uh-huh. Uh, met a lot of people at various stages of the journey because for us it's a journey too. Right. You know, first you have to learn that it's a disease. Second, you have to accept the fact that yes, this can happen to people like us because I was sure that it couldn't. You know, we were uh-huh. upper middle class. Yeah. We did everything right. I was the soccer mom, the cheerleader mom. I was everything, the Girl Scout leader. Right. None of that matters when you got somebody who's just struggling. You know, struggling. Yeah. And I didn't, you wouldn't have known that she was. She was in a very bad accident when she was 14, and that, that kind of got mm-hmm. her started on on the opioids. But it was there before that. And, well, she's, you know, I think she it was susceptible too, probably. Yeah, right? but I yeah. think it would have come out in one way or another anyway. I don't yeah. think that, you know, I used to think, oh, that was what caused it. I don't think that's what caused it now. Well, you know, for, for me anyway, I couldn't, I can, or yes, I had two alcoholic parents. Yes, I, I lived in an environment that, um, I don't want to say bread, uh, you're next, but I mean, back then, um, it wasn't something the little kids were running around at the family picnic that the that the the uncles and fathers were letting the kids drink their beer. Yeah, you know. Uh, now, so, in the South, so we didn't that's do what that. I mean by, that's what I mean by next. I'm not saying that I know that my childhood was whacked out. No, it wasn't. But we it 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 was a haven for the acceptance of alcohol right. or whatever, and. I think for the longest time I, I would I would say no, but today I, I say when I started taking Ritalin, mm-hmm. it opened me up for the next level. It gave me the gate. You know right. what I mean? It and and me my brother-in-law, the, the meth addict, told me the same thing. Yeah, and it, you know they had him on it forever because right. they couldn't deal with him, right? Or they thought they couldn't. Uh-huh. I don't know. I mean. Both and, of my kids were that way, too. So I, of course, refused to give them medication yeah. because I didn't want that to happen to them. Well, right. it did anyway. So yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So no guilt for that. Yes. No guilt to anyone who made that decision, you know, um, because it was going to happen anyway. Uh, that's what I think. And, you know, I think that maybe just drove it a little bit. It drove it in a little direction quicker. You know, right? And as, as did her accident. You yeah. know, when when we moved here, you know, her father and I are not together anymore, but we were the entire time our kids were growing up. Yeah. So they always had a two parent home. We did not drink. You know, we're southern. You don't you don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, even at weddings, no drinking. So yeah. they didn't grow up around any of that. Mm-hmm. But it was in the schools, and we moved here. Right after her accident, about a year after it, it happened, and I remember her coming home. There was a girl that got bitten by a shark, and she was blonde and baby uh, shark. Yeah, do, do, looked uh, a lot yeah. like my daughter, and everyone thought it was her. And instead of thinking, "Oh, this is cool," she was ashamed because you know she oh, had here? terrible scarring. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. There was a girl then, up in Vero, and then the scars. Kind of yeah, she had terrible yeah. scars on her legs, and yeah. they're pretty much gone. I mean, 22 surgeries later, yeah. she, she... It could have been a lot worse. Yes. scars are virtually... I'm sure they're not existent with her, but you wouldn't even know if she walked into a room... You wouldn't you notice them now? No, but they're still there for her, I'm sure. Well, yeah, I, I yeah. think that, that made her feel different, too. She couldn't yeah. play soccer anymore. She couldn't yeah. be a cheerleader because her legs weren't working at that point. So, yeah, I mean, you have these things that happen to you, and dealing with them is difficult. I don't know what I would do. You know, I've always had 
pretty good health my, most of my life. I don't know what I will do because, you know, I'm getting older when I get sick, and I'm sure I will. That's going to be very hard for me. That mm. is going to be very hard for me. At my, when my father got cancer, I remember how hard it was for him because he'd always been super healthy, and all of a sudden his body had betrayed him. And nothing he did made a difference. He just yeah. got worse, and that was scary and sad. You know, i got to tell you, it's, it's after um, being fit for, for most of my life, it's, it's, it's an awareness being 60. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? Everything and, changes. And so, so in my mind, I'm like, what the heck's going to happen at 70? Yes. And you look at you your know? friends yeah. who are in their and, 70s. It's like, I don't want to be there. No. I mean, I, you know, and everybody says to me, well, you don't look 60. Right. I'm 60 in, 60 in 20 days. I know. Um, hey, I'm, I'm already way past well, yeah, that. And you don't, you don't look your age either. I mean, you don't, you don't carry anything over 56. Oh, Please, how about forty six? <laughs> I, 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 let's not lie to the audience. This is an orange program. Oh, you're right. Twenty nine, twenty nine. Heck, yeah. I even take forty nine at this point. That would make we me just, happy. We just got a message from the peanut gallery of twenty nine. Um, <laughs> but you know, we only have a couple of minutes left, and you know something? I'm grateful that we can come on and we can share who we are. Right. We can uh, talk about what's going on in our life today. Because my life was in such turmoil, really not too long ago. I mean, if you look, if I look back, I go, I can remember the, my last day of use. I can remember going into the. Well, I can remember like one of the days that I was that I was in the hospital for the hopefully last time, and it's like yesterday. Granted, it's thirty years ago, and and we've traveled a long road within that time. But it's still like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. You know, and your and your journey is the same. I mean, your journey has been, you know, from from the accident to today, is is definitely a life awareness, a life awakening. Yes, most and definitely. I have always said I wouldn't give up. I'm sure you wouldn't want your daughter tortured like she had been, but but it I'm made sure me a better person. You're grateful for who you are today yes. because of it. Yes. Most definitely. I don't, I can't say that I love the experience, but I do like what it awakened you in me. You respect it. Yes, yeah, I yeah. respect and, it. And, exactly. and that's the thing. So if you're out there and you're struggling and you're right in the middle of the chaos, hopefully someday you'll be able to look back and respect the experience. Right. And know there are others that have walked that road. Right. And if not, tune in next week to Miracles in Recovery and we will try to help you through that gate with with miracles in recovery hope is in your corner that it is it's been a great show thanks for listening tonight good night everybody good night stay blessed thank you for joining us this week for miracles in recovery be sure to listen again for another edition with your host ray lynch on the voice america health and wellness channel next monday at 5 p.m pacific time and 8 p.m eastern time have a great week hope is in your corner